Welcome to Starting the Conversation. You are listening to episode number 85. I'm your host, Alice Bedham, here with this week's co-host, Hannah. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you on today. Oh, thank you. I'm a bit nervous, but it'll be fine. It'll be A to the OK. It's just a chat. Yes. It's a bit mad that this is work, yeah. isn't it? Do you ever yeah. think, like, because obviously you've transitioned recently from a very, like, long time in corporate. Yeah. Is it weird to be like, ah, oh, now my job includes sitting down and chatting for an hour and a half yes definitely especially this is a very beautiful building that we're in and lovely office space yeah very cool it's pretty cool isn't it yeah pinch yourself moment where it's yeah. like this is a really cool thing to call yeah. work and I'm excited for today's episode because I feel like it's a topic I've wanted to explore on the podcast for a while and I said this to you I never felt equipped to explore yeah. it <laughs> and then I met you when we started working together and I was like this is the woman for the conversation brilliant no pressure no, no yeah, yeah no pressure but 85 episodes has been running up to this yes. point okay but fine. it's fine like the whole podcast is on your shoulders yeah. but that's fine yeah. before we get into that let's yeah. start with high low yeah should we start do you know what we always start with the lows let's start with the highs today okay then mix it up so genuinely today is the high for me so I've had two really good things today so I'm in London so that's always exciting to come into the big city and I have been at the post office HQ today running a workshop for them on imposter syndrome so that's been in the mix for a little while so um, yeah as you said I just transitioned from a really long career in one organisation so it's been cool to go and work with like a brand that everybody's heard of um, so that was great and then genuinely being here I have my little vision board and well there's meant to be a picture of something that represents a podcast on there but it's on my to-do list to add something so <laughs> in my mental vision board it's on there so yeah today's that. my high here we are that you? is a great high my high has to be just this yeah. week I'm just <laughs> loving life this week for context people it's launch week I don't feel like I need to tell people that because I just no. feel like I won't shut up <laughs> yeah. about it. So anyone that listens is probably like, bloody hell, she's talking about it yeah. again, flipping out. <laughs> I know how it feels on the other side when someone else is launching. You look at it and think, of course it's going to go great. Yeah. You've got this. The evidence tells you it's going to work. But internally, you just think, or at least I felt this week, oh my gosh, it's going to fail. Yeah. No one's going to like it. It's going to be a disaster. And I think because I loved the concept so much, I was so yeah. distraught at the thought of it not working. Because yeah. I was like, if this is not the next step, I don't know what is. Mm. So just to have such an overwhelmingly positive response yeah. to it has been overwhelming. Yeah, So that's my it. high. Although, so bad. I was like, yeah, if we hit 20 people in the first week, I'm going to be happy. We hit 20 within 12 hours. And now I'm like, I won't be happy till we hit 50. Yeah. <laughs> like, Alice, like, One get over yourself. I know. Yeah. But yeah, I do, again, need to stop. Need to appreciate it. Yeah. Very grateful for this week. Yeah. And it's the good, good people that have given me that gratefulness. Yeah. Gratefulness, yeah. gratitude. Yeah. You've got amazing people signed up already, haven't you? So. It's going to be quite the yes. gang. I yes. cannot wait. I'm already just like, I am probably going to have to remember that I need to teach them. Yeah. Because I'll just want to sit on the live yes. video and be like, hi guys, how are yeah. we doing? How's your week been? Hi, low. Yeah. Anyone got any questions? <laughs> now we're like, okay. We need some yes. help now. But yeah, hopefully, when this episode goes out, we'll have just shut the doors. Yeah. Hopefully. <gasps> Unless it shuts sooner than we thought because yeah. it gets to 50. No, 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 no. But anyway, yeah. That's my high. Cool. What's your low? Um, so I think it probably goes back to, you did an episode a couple of weeks ago about self-awareness, didn't you? Did indeed. And so I'm 
generally like really positive person so I always just think that like everything's going to be okay that's like my default position and I think there's been a few things over the past couple of weeks where I've kind of been thinking everything's going to be fine and then I've realized oh actually I'm an adult now and I actually have to do something to make those things fine and I kind of I feel like I've let them go on for too long and suddenly everything's ahead and I'm having to deal with it but I guess whilst it feels like a low now hopefully in the long term it's a good thing because I've got that self-awareness now that yes everything will be all right but sometimes like you have to actually do something to make it be all right yeah that makes sense so well it's quite nice to to bury a head in the sand sometimes isn't it definitely and there's only so long you can do that for before you realize i'm actually making it worse by not doing it definitely yeah and there is that transition i feel like i'm still in it Mm. still on the other side of it before you're like oh i'm actually like an ad oh yeah this is my problem i can't just go like oh it's fine yeah because some some things are fine when you ignore them yeah some things not so much no no (laughs) what's your default like how do you get if you're in that space where you're like I just want to ignore it is it just that you need to eat the frog and get over it or you got a plan yeah I think it is it's make a bit of a plan I do feel like that's only just been in the last week where I've been like okay these are some pretty big things and like you actually are gonna need to do something about it and then like speaking to other people as well see who can help but not from a point of view of getting advice I find it quite hard to like you know, when everyone's got an opinion on what's going on and you're like I don't really need your advice it's just this is what it is now how can you help me to like sort it out so yes. yeah balancing that fine line of who you speak to and who can help you but yeah yeah it'll be fine in the long term and I can remember now for the future like just be self-aware like you actually need to take some action mm. and then I guess you've got the evidence of the next time something flags up you know oh okay actually by sorting it now I'm gonna do the better thing rather than oh it feels tempting doesn't it just to pretend something isn't there but actually in the long run if you just take action the second it flags up you feel so much better for it I think that'll be especially an important lesson for me so like for context I think I'm just three and a half months into self-employment so I think it's a good lesson to learn now especially when you haven't got this whole company around you that like I am gonna have to like do the doing and like sort stuff out when it happens so yeah the buck stops with you it. yep <laughs> I do you know what that perfectly brings me on to my low oh, which gosh. is that I have been burying my head in the sand because I've still not done last year's tax return oh, <laughs> no <yeah. laughs> Emily who's editing this is now going to be on my case because I don't think I've told her that I've not yeah. done it yet it's not like I've got my tax money sat there I've got the figures yeah. sat there will I spend 20 minutes putting on to HMRC no (laughs) it was actually that someone messaged me on my walk here to this recording saying i just listened to your episode that you did last year about doing your tax return i've been putting it off for so long and now i feel so not overwhelmed thanks i was like you're welcome i've not done mine and it's one of those things where about every two weeks i just remember not done it yet yeah and i just need to sit down for 20 minutes yeah i could probably do it after that Will I? No. No. Could I? Yes. (laughs) So that for me, that's my current low is just, I don't don't quite understand why I've not done it. Especially when, I think when you've got so much like cool, exciting stuff that's happening right now, like that's way more fun to do, isn't it? Like, and what, how long ago did you decide you were going to do this launch? Like 10 days. 10 days. Yeah, man. So it's been like, oh, this is a cool, like fun, shiny new thing that I can do. Yes. That's much better than than like old accounts. Yeah the biggest magpie ever yeah. <laughs> I'm just like next thing yeah. let's go I think I also work with a lot of people that are like this like that dog from up 
You know the one that's yeah. like walking down the road, doing it's like squirrel. Yeah. And he's like walking down the road, it's like squirrel. And I'm like, that's completely me with anything. I'm like, I need to genuinely yeah. sit in a dark room yeah. with no distractions and no other things to do yeah. to get one of those jobs done. Maybe I should do it, get Emily yeah. to help. Yeah. <laughs> hey Emily. Yeah, please Emily. Help the <laughs> She's now just gonna WhatsApp me, like, yes, I can yeah. help with it. You should have given it to me sooner. But yeah, that's my low. But I feel like our low's pretty aligned. Yes. We just yeah. need to take action. Yes, we do. And now we've told each other. Yeah, accountability. You check in on me. Yeah. I'll check in on you. Yes. By the time this goes live, yeah, we shall have our stuff done out. our yeah. things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Speak that into action. Yeah. <laughs> Before we dive into this conversation starter, I feel like what you do will give a lot of context to why I've pitched you for this particular yep. topic. So give people a quick intro. Hannah, what do you do? What's it all about? Yeah, so I am a leadership coach and a diversity champion. And I recently founded my company, which is called As We Are, which is all about increasing diversity in senior leadership uh, through coaching and workshops. And the name comes from this uh, belief that I have that we're all brilliant as we are and that a lot of the time we're all getting told that we need to change who we are in order to succeed but I believe that everyone is fantastic just the way we are so I particularly work with women coaching them around careers and confidence I love that I love that so in line with that as someone where this is a topic you obviously explore a lot and someone who I feel is pretty good at understanding both sides of the conversation today's conversation starter is is women's only networking part of the solution or part of the problem yes feels like a big one right it does however i think today let's just explore the conversation i don't think either of us spoiler alert for everyone out there have incredibly strong opinions on this i'm quite a fan of the fence when it comes to a topic like this. But I think being sat on the fence should be a more accepted thing. Yes. (laughs) It's okay not to have a strong opinion. This question just feels big, right? Yeah. I feel like there's a lot within it, a lot to unpack. And I want to start by disclaiming that our experiences within this are incredibly narrow. Yes. As white, able-bodied, cisgendered, heterosexual, any any other privilege to add to that? Middle class, did you say Middle that? class. Yeah. Basically, yeah. as people who have very narrow experiences, yes. we completely yeah. acknowledge that this conversation is only within the remit of what we yes. have experienced. Yeah, yeah we have to recognise that we do have a certain level of privilege and that perhaps people who don't have that will not agree with everything that we say and whilst I've, I've spoken to lots of different people and hope to be able to um, incorporate some of those views I wouldn't want to feel like I was speaking on behalf of all women everywhere because we just represent such a tiny proportion of women. Exactly, exactly that and I think you as someone who obviously works within the space and understands almost the root of this phenomenon you might call it of women's only spaces and obviously me as someone who is in a lot of these spaces and is quite involved with a lot of them I think it would just be interesting to explore both of those sides of it. It was actually a topic that I was going to explore on the podcast a few months ago with someone else and the reason why I chose not to is because I put on my Instagram stories I'm exploring this topic on the podcast today 
what do you think? Do you think they're a problem? Do you think they're a solution? Yeah. And I was just so overwhelmed by the response. Yeah. There were like an amazing response, yeah. so many opinions, so many experiences. But from that, I was like, man, this is not a yes or no answer. No, no. This is something we can explore and this is something we can start the conversation yeah. around. There's a lot within it. Yeah, and, and everyone's got something to say. And I posted about it on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago and it is by far the like highest engagement. I think I had 81 comments on that post. That is the highest engagement I've ever had because people do tend to have quite a strong opinion on the topic, I think. But yeah, so that's why I think it's nice that we're both in the middle and can see it from from both points of view and can see pros and cons. Mm. So let's start with like actually why they do exist. I feel like we're in a bubble sometimes. So for me, it feels like there's a lot of this around, but the second I get out of my bubble, I'm like, ah, it's not that normal everywhere. But there's a lot of women-only membership groups, women-only events, women-only businesses. Coming from a perspective where you look a lot into actually why a lack of diversity within gender exists, why has there been an increase in these spaces that are just for women? So I think that a lot of the networking groups that have been around for a long time, uh, so taking out, you know, there are men's only clubs and that's like a whole um, a whole other thing, but I think they are kind of dying out as a bit of a tradition. But there is a lot of traditional networking that um, doesn't brand itself as being for men. But because a lot of the time it's been created by men, like kind of unintentionally, they've created it for themselves, I guess. And when women try to get into those spaces, they don't find, I guess, exactly what it is that they're really looking for. Maybe another disclaimer is that we're probably going to use a lot of gender stereotypes within this conversation. Yeah. But like a little analogy I use sometimes is that you can say that men are taller than women because on a population level they are, but it's also true that some women are taller than some men. And I think that's just something to remember here that when we say things today that are like women feel this or men feel that, Mm. it doesn't mean that all women or all men feel that way. Does that that make sense? That's just another disclaimer that not everyone might agree with Mm -hmm. what we say. And I think there was something, because you've recently written an article on this topic, which is what kind of is helping us to structure this conversation. And there's something you wrote within that, which I remember just sending it to you and being like, this is so true, where you wrote, just because an event or group is marketed as being for everybody, doesn't mean it was made with everybody in mind. Yes. And I just feel like that to me completely sums up why these spaces exist. Like when I think about why I choose to engage with female only spaces, it's the idea that yes, we we are welcome, quote unquote yeah. welcome, because of the language used and the invite yeah. list, to spaces that aren't specifically for women. But it is that thing of if it's often people make something that feels like a fit for them. Yeah. And you know, it wasn't even that long ago that women didn't work. Yeah. So it's no surprise that like a huge amount of the non-gendered quote yeah. unquote spaces feel incredibly yes. gendered because yeah. they're not made with women yeah. in mind. Yeah. Yeah, I've done quite a bit of research, so I'm not going to remember where all these where all these statistics and things have come from. But mm. that when men get into business and whether and I think this conversation, I guess we're specifically talking about it more from a self-employed point of view. But there's lots of you know I used to go to a lot of networking when I was working in in a corporate as well. That men are more likely to be going to those for, um, or getting into business for sales and to make money. And that's what they'll say is their primary driver. 
Whereas women, it's, you're more likely to say that it's around the flexibility side and to I guess, kind of build their own freedom. So that means that you are looking for different things. And if a networking group is really solidly set up towards sort of sales or like still making relationships, but from a point of view of like, we're gonna you know, do business together, that could be quite alienating if what it is that you're looking for is community. And I think that that's when we talk about the rise of women's only networking and membership groups, it feels to me that at the core of a lot of them is community. And I know that's something that, that you talk about a lot. And I think that's one of the key things. Because mm. the reality is it's not that it's like, oh, I mean, at least this isn't true for me, and I'm sure it's not true for you. It's not that we're thinking we only like women when we only no. want to speak with them and we hate men. Yeah. <laughs> it's more, hey, we recognise that in spaces that are mixed, it feels like sometimes there's something missing. Yeah. And hey, let's try and create a space where that thing yes. isn't missing and yeah. we can meet that. Yeah. But I guess in a way, and this is a slightly unanswerable question, it's that thing of is that, like, really is that solving the root of the yeah. problem? Because it's the idea that actually solving the problem, which probably isn't solvable in one click, no. it's a very complex yeah. thing, is to make it so that women do feel yes. accepted yeah. and safe and invited and yeah. whatever else in mixed spaces. Yeah. So it's almost that dual thing of like, yes, it's great to have yeah. female-only spaces almost to give a short-term solution, mm -hmm. but long-term for me, it's the hope that we yeah. don't need that. Yeah and that actually the two can yeah. collide. And I think that's what, you know, it, it tells you something, isn't it? The fact that people want to create these female-only spaces mm. tells you that there is some sort of need for it that's not being filled in those other spaces. But then you're absolutely right, you know, like, on the whole, I think men are great. Like, I don't, I don't dislike spending time with them or not want to be around them, but there is something... It does feel like a bit more businessy, a bit more corporate, um, and perhaps not so much there for like, I mean, like making friends, but yeah. you know, kind of building some sort of um, and like collaboration. I think there's a lot more of that that I see happen in women's spaces rather than just like doing deals. Mm. And I think as well, it's the feeling that something, and this makes me sound super woo, but something really magical does happen when you get women in a room together. Yeah. It's that almost shared feeling of, oh, we can, we yeah. feel safe here. We can be yes. vulnerable here. Yeah. Even with, you know, the only thing that I do that's gendered is the retreat. And for me, it was a no brainer that that was yeah. going to be all women because there's something that happens when you just feel like you're surrounded by people who are in, in just a similar place to you where you just yeah. feel safe. Yes. And I completely yeah. get that actually, that even though what I said five minutes ago is that in an ideal world, we wouldn't need these mm. spaces actually in a way I think these spaces are always going to have their place yeah. because there's something it, it you can't put language to it right yeah. but something happens when you're all women sat together it opens up something yeah. that I think you just can't always get in a yeah. mixed environment yeah and I think there's something there as well around and this is really like stereotypes incoming but so I don't necessarily believe in like male and female traits. Mm. I think there are traits that are more acceptable for men and those that are more acceptable for women, which is why it kind of ends up like that. And I think you've ended up with these traits that are really synonymous with like male business and leadership that's perhaps kind of a bit more assertive, um, aggressive, that sort of thing. And 
then women are more comfortable in a more caring, collaborative, that sort of way of doing things. So I think that, but I think in both ways, like we're both capable of the opposite. And I think you spoke as well on that episode about your Enneagram type and how perhaps that's more that traditional leadership. And Mm. and I think that you said, you know, sometimes you read it and are like, oh, I don't want to be like that. And that's because you know, you've kind of been told for so long that those perhaps are traits that belong more in a in a male space. So then perhaps men don't feel able to be as vulnerable in the way that women do. And actually, if we could get better mixed groups, perhaps we could find a way that they mm. could feel that they have that space to be more vulnerable and open as well. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because stereotypes, as much as they are stereotypes, they, they exist for a reason. Yeah. There's a reason why we have them. And I definitely have, as much as I work with both men and women, I notice big differences in how I have to show up as a coach with male clients versus female clients. And there's times when I sometimes think like, I am tempted to only coach women because they're often much more coachable in a positive way. I find they're often a lot more, again, lots of stereotypes here, a lot more trusting of the process, Mm -hmm. a lot more open to what I've got to say a lot more willing to shift their perspective because of something that I've said or something that I've suggested and as much as I really enjoy working with the guys because it's almost a completely different part of my brain that comes out Mm -hmm. every single male client that I have I continually have to have conversations with them about them trusting me yeah I've never had to do that with a woman once no but and again it's annoying because I'm like not all men are like that but in my experience it actually is different and I think there are differences in our brains whether that's biological or whether that's just because the way you're treated as each gender when you grow up changes the way that you show up there almost is this thing of like actually do we do we both need different things therefore having a space for each side isn't a negative thing and I wonder if um in terms of some of the work that you do whether just from the outset that men and women perhaps are coming at it with different outcomes in mind I don't know whether you know I only know like why I wanted to work with you but for me it was definitely around building my own confidence again increasing my network and getting to know people getting to know you and whereas perhaps and you can tell me if this is true, but perhaps some of your male clients are more like, well, these are some of the results that I want to get and like, how are we going to get there? So they're almost approaching it from a different viewpoint from the outset. Yeah, yeah, you've completely nailed that. And I think there is that like, there's a shameless confidence in a lot of men that I think some women shy away from and it feels intimidating. I feel so inspired by it. Like I like work like my co-working space I picked a mixed co-working space over female only because in a way I'm like I want to increase my almost like audacious confidence that you see a lot of men have and again I know so many men that are incredibly insecure but I also know a lot of men that wouldn't blink when you go are you an expert they go yeah Yeah. of course I am and there's something about that where I'm like actually I want to be in a space where I'm with that because that challenges me in a positive way yeah, I went to an event last week that it wasn't specifically aimed at women, but it was strongly weighted towards women. But I sat next to this guy at dinner and yeah, that exact thing, this like audacious confidence. And I was like, oh my God, like I would could never be like that. But in like, in kind of awe and 
the speakers at the event were, were there at dinner as well and he just turned around was chatting to them turned back around and was like oh yeah i'm gonna be on her podcast like um so this um american woman who'd come over to speak has got this big podcast in america and he just like turned around at dinner spoke to him was like yeah i'm gonna be on a podcast whatever and i was like oh my god i spoke to her earlier and i was worried that she wouldn't remember me Do you know you know like just completely different ways of dealing with things and i was like whoa like you're gonna be really successful I can just tell yeah and it is that hard thing as well of not and I know this is a part of what you do in your work is that the solution to the problem isn't that women need to act more like men I don't have you read um Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In yes okay so I read it like I initially when I read that book a few years ago absolutely loved it and I still do really great book but I read a really interesting article recently and I'll link it in the show notes which basically said that telling women to lean in is basically sexist because it's saying women you need to play to the very male centric culture that we have as opposed to we need to shift the culture and teach men how to lean out and make space for the way that women naturally show up yeah and i think it's a really interesting book so i'm always the opposite to you in some ways not quite but i I had pre-decided that I was going to hate it. I was okay. like, lean in, um, no, Cheryl. And then I thought, you should read it. You should read things that challenge your opinions. Don't just live in an echo chamber. Um, so I read it. And I think that she does she does acknowledge in there that this is one way of doing it. It's not the only way of doing it. This is the way that I want to do it. And these are some of the things that, that we can do. So there were definitely parts that I disagreed with. But then there are some bits that I that I do agree with as well. So I'm glad that I read it and did kind of challenge my own viewpoints on it as well. Mm. And you touched on there about an echo chamber. Mm. And that's something actually, I don't think she'll mind me saying this, Fee Grayson, who runs She Can, She Did. Like anytime we kind of sit down and have a conversation about business, we always come back to this thing of, are we in an echo chamber and Mm. how do we get out of it? I think almost because of these female-only circles, which let me tell you, like, my business would not be the business it is now without them. I've got no question about that, that being in those communities which are so tight-knit and so supportive and so about collaboration has honestly probably been the biggest thing that's grown my business. But on the flip side of that, it's almost so tight-knit and so inward-looking that sometimes I think, gosh, in my head, this is the world of small businesses. But the second that I go to my co-working space or I speak to someone that's not in my circles, I'm like, damn, am I missing out on something so much bigger because I'm really connected to these quite tight circles? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's something that I've been talking about a lot is like, potentially we are missing out by not being and even like you said you know the more time you spend around men and see that confidence and there's and a couple of things can come from that like genuine inspiration but sometimes there can be a well if you think you're an expert like I definitely am an expert you know Mm. just kind of spending more time and I think I think we probably do lose something by not having men within those groups but we gain an awful lot as well. It's so two-sided, right? And that's for me why I just do not have an opinion on why these should or shouldn't exist. I think they're needed. It's a shame that they're needed. But actually, can they be an incredibly positive thing? Of course. Yes. But like you said, maybe there's something within rewriting the story we tell ourselves around men to almost like, I'm so not against female-only spaces, but to me, as long as it comes from a place of, hey, I find something in this space that I just don't seem to get in a mixed environment as opposed to all men are this and all men are that and men are a negative thing. 
I actually feel quite grateful that I've never had negative experiences yeah. with men in business in that way. Because yeah. actually for me, I just see it as a, I enjoy female only spaces, yeah. but I gain a lot as well from being around men too. Mm. Yeah. And it's that like, I think it's feeling like there's a choice yeah. and knowing that you are welcome in that space. Mm. But if you want to retreat to a space that feels more safe, yeah. I don't know what other words people would use to choose, mm. to say why they choose yeah. that space, mm. then that's okay as well. Yeah. Somebody commented on my post about it and said that, so they run events that they say are designed for women, but open to everybody. And I was like, oh, like that's really cool. And like, it's almost the, it's stating what these traditional groups are not, which they don't know that they are designed for men, but everybody can come. Mm. Uh, and I was like, that's really cool. And she's like, yeah, it's mainly women that come though. And I was like, well, exactly, you know, and that's why women aren't in those those men's groups because they weren't built with you in mind in the first place. And I, but I, I do think the more diversity that we can have, the better it will be. And I, and in some way, you know, some people still feel excluded. So one of my best friends is a gay man and he says, well, for many of the reasons that we've said, doesn't feel comfortable in those like male dominated macho environments yet isn't allowed to be in the female only spaces either and is like mm. where where is my place kind of within within this yeah um, and yeah there's so i mean we could talk all day about <laughs> diversity in general um at events and things but yeah i think that the more the more that we can spend time in company of people who are different to us but in a positive way and i think yes. if you're the only person that's different so if you're going to a group that does have that that masculine culture that's probably not good for you if you're the only one there but if we have a good mix of lots of different people with different opinions confidence levels types of businesses experiences then that's enriching for everybody that's there and I'm not sure if we've quite I'm sure that there are loads of great groups like that around but I don't mm. see lots of them yeah and I think it, it it's exactly that there is so much value in diversity. The reason why I think we sometimes don't want to tackle this topic, or at least I know this is true for me, is it feels so unsolvable. Mm. It's such a huge and yeah. complex issue. And it's, you know, 90% of diversity sits outside of my remit of experience yeah. as someone who is incredibly privileged in the same boat as you. You know, yeah. really the only thing we probably come across is gender yeah. that changes our experience in a negative way. That yeah. I think it is, it, it's, for me, it's going to events and taking a step back. And we did this at an event we were at recently, yeah. taking a step back and actually just going, is this room diverse? When you start asking yourself those questions, you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But learning to, I think, to sit with that discomfort yeah. and just ask a simple question of like, okay, well, what would it look like for me to get into a space where there's more diversity? Yes, yeah. And I think especially, and I think we're seeing this a lot more now, you know, there are lots of different types of, of networking as well. It really depends what you want to get out of it. But I think particularly um, it feels like events with panels are really, really popular at the moment. And I think that's one thing, the more diverse you can make that panel, the more diverse your audience is going to be. Mm -hmm. So if, you're, if your panel is all men, mostly men are going to come and vice versa. If yeah. your panel is all white, then somebody who's not white is going to look at that and think that is not for me. Yeah. And the same with all, you know, all of the, the different diversity strands. So in terms of how you organize the event, the more diverse you make that panel and your advertising, where you advertise, who you speak to, 
all of those things, that's going to encourage a more diverse audience. Because again, you've created it for you, whether you know that or not, yeah. whether you intended to or not, you've, you've created it for you. Because that's what we all do. That's natural. Yeah. And it's not to feel bad that we find ourselves in spaces that feel quite undiverse. Like, in a way, it's probably that... And I, I mean this with gender, I don't mean this with any other yeah. diversities. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, okay, well, my favourite place to show up yeah. is in a female-only space. Yeah. I think as long as we see... I think you would find that with... A, so I think that... Um, I, I'm not speaking on behalf of other people, but from people that I know would say, I feel safest in an LGBT-only space or mm. I feel safest in a space for women of colour. Or And again, because for all the same reasons that you and I feel more comfortable in a female-only space, that they, again, would feel more comfortable there. And that's what, we're on a slight tangent here, but what, you, what we have to look at then as white women is mm. are we making other people feel the way that men make us feel when we're at events with them? So true, so true. Mm. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Mm. I feel like yeah. this is often a tangent, but I, we were talking about this before. I feel so uncomfortable when I look at panels and events and even my own podcast and my own set of clients yeah. and my own team and I go flip like there is not a diversity in this but I think that's like the first step is acknowledging it yeah because if you don't ignore like it's that burying your head in the sand like we talked about that at the start yeah. it's the same with this issue I think in a way just opening up the conversation it doesn't solve it no but is it the first part to feeling like you maybe just understand why it exists for you yeah. absolutely so taking us back to the start of the conversation yeah. <laughs> starter like female only networking is it part of the solution is it part of the problem I guess our conclusion is that it's sad that it's needed yeah but it's okay that for now that solution exists yes absolutely I think it it shows if people still feel they need to create it then it shows that there is a need for it do I wish that there wasn't a need for it absolutely but right now there clearly is I do think, though, that my conclusion is that we need to continue to question ourselves about the, the company that we keep, who our spaces are open to, and work on how we make them not just diverse, but truly inclusive, and that everybody feels that there's something for them within those spaces. Mm. I think it's just, it's start, it literally is what the podcast is called, is starting yeah. a conversation. And we don't, we don't know the solution. No. But by, I think, opening it up, I think that's what feels like the next step. Yeah. Like you said, just challenging it. Yeah. Feeling controlled to do that. Okay, ready for a bit of a change of mood? Yes. <laughs> I always joke with the quick five questions that it really changes the tone. Yeah. It's true for this more than ever. Yeah. I feel like definitely. we are just doing a 180, <laughs> yes. like slightly tough conversation yeah. to have. Now we're going to the stupid yes. questions. Yeah. Hannah, I've enlisted the honour or the challenge it's or the burden, <laughs> whatever you'd like to see it as, <laughs> of coming up with this week's questions on you. Yes. Starts off. Okay. Would you rather... Keep your business exactly as it is now. Yeah. You can keep the thing because yes. you have launched the thing. Thank you. Exactly as it is now, knowing, and, and that's forever, you know that you'll always have enough money, 
to do whatever it is that you want to do. You say that like I've got enough money now. <laughs> well, you'll get, you'll have whatever money you need. You're gonna have. Ah, oh, thanks, Hannah. Or would you rather have the freedom to change your business, but run the risk that you might lose money or not have enough money? Number two, all day, every day. I knew there you were gonna is say that. nothing about number one that I'm interested in. <laughs> I yeah, knew you were gonna say that. How about you? Um, so it's really tough because. Three months in, I'm like, I would just like some money. That would be great. And for things to be like steady. Um, but I know that in the long term, I would want the freedom. Like, why else do you do mm. this? But mm-hmm. um, I think that's why I asked. Because right now for me, I was like, no, I just want to keep it as it is. Yeah. And just get the money. Thank you. But yeah, long term, I think the freedom would be better. Mm. I mean, I've definitely had... If this was me a year ago, I probably would have answered the first one yeah. because it's what it's, it's whatever you feel like you're lacking yes. is what you want. Yeah. So right now, in a way, the biggest thing that feels like it's lacking, like I kind of, I don't have loads of money, but the business makes enough money that if I needed yeah. to pay myself, I could. The thing that feels like it's lacking now is I don't have any time and mm. I've committed to a lot. So my freedom feels yeah. lacking. Whereas for you, freedom is like, yeah. is right there the sustainability with the finances isn't and I think it's that thing of like whichever one it feels like there's less of you're like I would like that one please if someone tried to tell me what to do or if someone was like this is it yeah and tried to stop the business now I'm like nah there's such a yeah there's a big picture girl this is if I was doing this forever no offence to I mean you're a client so no no offence to people (laughs) that currently work with me Uh. I love it Um, but yeah this feels like just the beginning so yeah not ready yet oh cool Right, so next question. How many books have you read this year? I read a book a week. Have you done it all what year? week are we on? Yeah, if I miss one, I try and... I'll do an audio book to catch up. Well done. Thank you very much. Because I think I listened back to one of your... Maybe it was your, like, intention setting for, like, oh, last yeah. year or something, like, a few weeks ago. And I think in there you were, like talking about last year like I wanted to read a book every week and I didn't but I read more so I thought I'd see how you were getting on doing well with it yeah I'm alternating business and personal so I didn't read like any personal books last year so it's been nice I always have two on the go and I'll take two weeks to read two yeah and then do it from there yeah it's good I'm reading Queenie at the moment love Queenie so good so good and then another book about storytelling within your business oh. and how marketing is just storytelling. So I'm yes. like, yeah. Although I probably need to take a leaf out of your book and read more books that disagree with my thinking. Because yes. I keep just reading books that are like, oh yeah, yeah. this affirms me. Yeah, yes. I'm nailing it. Whereas yeah. I'm like, I probably need to read something that's yeah. like not my strength. Yes. Yeah. How about you? So I'm on 21 and I've started four. So, well, I'm behind you. We're definitely past week 21 in the year. But um, yeah, I set myself earlier this year. I think I wanted to read one a month. So I've smashed like yeah, one you're a like month, definitely. Overdoing that Some one. of those are audiobooks, but I'm including those. And yeah, I think Queenie's been my favourite non-fiction okay. one that I've read this year, definitely. What about favourite fiction? So I think I just read... So Becoming, Michelle Obama. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. You seen she's bringing out a journal? No. Yeah, she's bringing out a journal. Oh, it was beautiful. The press release, man, it was so... You could tell it was strategic, but it seemed so genuine. She was like, oh, it's been so good that you've all been reading my story. All of our stories are important. Buy my journal for Christmas. I was like, yes, Michelle. Do you know... 
it's such a profound effect on me. So, you know, there's a, it's not really a spoiler, but there's a bit in the book where she's, you know, she's going to this corporate career and she's like, am I doing good in the world? You know, this isn't what I want to do forever, but I don't want to lose the money and, you know, really weighing that up. And as I was reading it, I was like, this is exactly me. Oh, I can't wait. Like, Michelle's going to have the answer. Like, what's the answer? Oh, the answer is leave the job and get no money I was like oh that's not what I wanted to hear Michelle okay come on on. (laughs) such a good book though and then I also I just read Truth to Power by Jess Phillips she's a Labour MP or not at the moment because they're not MPs at the moment but you know and that's a really short book and it's just about um she's interviewing different people who have um yeah spoken to power so the person who broke their NDA to talk about Harvey Weinstein yeah like all kinds of really interesting people and tips for just how you can stand up for things whether that's you know just on a small scale in your work or day to day or kind of on a big scale as well so oh you'll have to send me a link to that yeah sounds good I love a book I think I might do a blog post of is that a bit dumb might do a blog post of all my favorite books no I think books are great yeah just snaps you out of it sometimes I start and actually I um a couple of weeks ago, I was, like, really struggling, like, oh, I'm sure everyone goes through this, like, content, what am I going to say? And I was like, oh, I haven't read anything for ages, so I don't have any, like, opinions or thoughts, mm. so I've now tried to schedule in, like, I don't do it every day, but have an hour a day where I can just sit down and do some reading so that I can keep getting yeah. new ideas and thoughts mm. and well it's that thing of like I don't have time to read and then it's like oh I spent three hours on Instagram yeah. today okay no yeah. I am consuming yes. yeah. I'm just consuming yeah. crap yes and it's yes. I always look at other people who read a lot and just think well good for bloody you that you want to read yeah. and I'm like most times I get a book out I don't want to read it no. but about two minutes in I'm flipping loving it yeah so it is that thing sometimes of seeing it as a thing to do yeah and then the same it's like going to the gym isn't it yeah you never want to go have you ever regretted going to the gym? No. Absolutely not. So I just think... I did a pretty big... Got to do it sometimes. Bad workout once and was sick. I probably did regret that. But yeah, that's yeah. fair. Moving on. <laughs> Next quick five yeah. question. Round us up. Okay, so the final one is, what business do you wish that you had started? Mm, like, what solution would I love to see in the world? No. An existing business that you wish was oh, your business. Okay. Can you give me your answer whilst I think of my... Yes. One. Um, so there's a business called Involve and they are all about diversity and inclusion and they run uh, awards across um, ethnicity, LGBT and women in business. So they have these awards. They also do a mentoring scheme and networking and um, I've been on the, the women's networking programme and it's fantastic and yeah I just love it and wish that I had started it I love that yeah. that's such a wholesome answer yeah I was basically You're gonna be like Amazon please that was <laughs> give my me the money. <laughs> I was gonna pick Amazon and okay I'm gonna be honest I was initially gonna pick Amazon because I thought he's he is a billionaire yeah um and also because surely he's got an Amazon account where you can order anything mm, yeah. like, and it, Wow. Yeah. I mean, I know it wouldn't really make me happy. No. But would I quite enjoy it? Yes. Yes. And then when you were speaking, I thought, shit, let's make this a wholesome answer. I thought, (laughs) I'd pick Amazon so that I can pay proper taxes and pay my people well. Yeah. And with my billions, I will change the world. Yes. So I'm going to stick with my insincere answer. Because it's not bad. I laughed at you, but I think that we shouldn't 
almost go back to the conversation starter we shouldn't make women feel bad for wanting to make money the more money that that women have I genuinely believe the better the world will be well aren't there statistics around like women basically invest back into the economy whereas men do that less yes yeah so basically women should have money yes 100%. Do you know what business I would like, or just business owner I'm just in complete awe of, is, I don't know if you know of her, Grace Beverly. No. She's a kind of fitness influencer Mm. turned incredible business owner. She's like 22, 23, I think. Like, multi-million pound businesses. Like, went to Oxford University, started them while she was there, just completely blown up. I think I would pick someone where I'd be like, damn, like, you are just smashing it. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen the film The Intern? No. Oh, okay. Well, there's a film called The Intern and very famous actress who I obviously don't know the name of because I'm culturally <laughs> irrelevant is in it. And just her lifestyle of like, I'd quite like a driver and I'd quite yeah. like someone to give me a Caesar salad every day at lunch. Yeah. And I'd quite like to cycle around an office with loads of people that work with me and cool. just kind of do cool yeah. shit every day. <laughs> so that would, yeah. very long-winded answer. But yours was a, a really lovely answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I should leave links to that in the show notes because yes. I feel like yeah. people will really want to check that out, yes. especially off the back of our conversation. Yeah. And then they can explore. Yeah. I want to know what other people say. Yes. People, please tell us. Yes, let us know. Are you like Hannah with your <laughs> wholesome answer? Or like me, do you just want an unlimited Amazon account? <laughs> Let me know. Yeah. Just love Amazon, don't you? Yeah. I should have had a delivery come today. I hope that someone answered the door. What is it? I'd be really annoyed. Um, I won't say exactly what it is, but it's a prep. My best friends are about to have a baby, hopefully, anytime in the next week, and it is a present for them. But she'll probably listen to this before the baby comes, so I won't say what it is. No secrets announced. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Hannah, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Has it been as terrifying as you thought it might be? No, I don't think so. Touch we'll wood. Wait to the reaction, shall we? Yeah, true. People are going to be pitchforks <laughs> at our doors. No, it was good. I'm like really, really glad to have had you explore that conversation start with me because it feels like needed and it feels needed because it feels uncomfortable but it's nice to have someone to hold my hand who feels like they get it more than I do and knows the right words and everything else so thank you thank you very much we're done